Welcome to Technori Podcast. I'm Scott Gatoon. On today's show, we talk to the co-founder and CEO of Deputy.com, Ashik Ahmed. What is Deputy.com? Well, if you work in shift work, you already know. Uh, Deputy has almost 350,000 workplaces internationally using Deputy.com. What is it? Well, pretty simply, it's a platform that makes it easy to schedule inline and on-demand work, prepare acute payrolls, communicate clearly, messaging, integration, all of that stuff. It streamlines the employee admin so that the company does not have to. There's been a bunch of companies over the years that have tried to tackle this. They all sort of struggle with fragmentation. Shift gig here in Chicago is one of them. Um, the, the problem is there's like a 70% of the job of shift work is kind of the same problem kind of no matter what language you speak and what business you're in. But then there's these verticals, whether it's restaurant or it's airports, it's janitorial services, it's landscape, it's anything that a person might have a shift that they work a factory and they may want to switch shifts to someone they can't work today. They're working overtime, tracking when people work, making sure that they find a suitable replacement when they can't work and figuring out who is owed what, when, is an incredibly complicated, expensive, and time-consuming job. And so you would think that there'd be a bunch of startups out there that have gone off to solve this, but there really haven't been. The the appeal of a SaaS product or a mass communication product or a Zoom or something else, it's far more attractive The multiple seem higher when in reality, shift work is the underbelly of society. You sit on an airplane, you watch, you know, all these people on the ground working to move your bags in a hundred degree heat. It may or may not say the, the, the United or Southwest or whatever on the back of their shirt, but almost certainly they do not work for the airline. They work for somebody else. And when someone needs to come in and when you need to move your bag, someone's got to be there. And if they're not, the planes don't take off and land. The bathrooms aren't clean. Your toys aren't there. Stuff isn't delivered. Like the whole world comes to a halt. And yet we've kind of forgotten about it. Well, the people who didn't forget about it, Ashik is one of them. They have built an incredible business. I got the chance to talk to them about their entire business, about the origin story, which actually goes back to airplanes, ironically enough, and just where it's all going. And the simple fact that one of the things that they've unlocked that I think most of the businesses that have tried and failed in this space haven't is the adaptability. How do you make sure that you've got an app that every single time I get a different job that I don't have to download something else? And the reality is if you have used deputy once, you're in the system. So if you worked at a restaurant and then you worked you know, in a line worker, and then you worked somewhere else at the, at the airport or whatever the case may be, like, guess what? You're familiar with the app, you know how to use it, and your, your information's already there. It's a really smart solve that I don't think some of the pre- previous business owners and, and builders really thought of. And I think the other part that they do really well, which is a, a good part of this conversation, is how do you segment? How do you make it to where this product works across all of those different types of jobs? Yeah, 60 to 70% of the, the use case is the same. It doesn't mean that it's all the same. And I think if you've looked at any sort of SaaS product in the past, they work really, really, really well with one particular uh, market or industry. But then when you start to cross over, they don't do as well. And I think that's where they've scored pretty well. So this is a great conversation. One of the reasons I'm doing this intro beyond the fact that it was an impressive interview is that I'm an idiot and I didn't do a very good job on the production side. I had a couple of crying kids if I was going to use an excuse. And I chose to record this episode in my car, which has worked in the past. I don't, I don't tell you when I do. You don't, I guess maybe you know, but I, this one was, well, I thought it was going to go really well and it didn't. Uh, we lost connectivity a couple of times. 
and the mic was bouncing in and out and it was fl flipping from my microphone to the car to everything else. And I want to make sure that you listen to it because despite the fact that some of the audio is not the greatest that I've ever produced, the conversation 100% is. This is a company that you absolutely should know about, a founding story you should absolutely know about. And if you or anyone in your family works in shift type work, this is an app that you should be fully aware of if you're not already. And I highly recommend uh, that you tell it to your boss and get them to use it because it seems to me that hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people have loved the product and are using it worldwide. So without further ado, this is my conversation with the co-founder and CEO of deputy.com, Ashik Ahmed. So like, first off, let's, let's start with the company. Let's start with deputy. What, what exactly is it? What does it aim to do? Who's it for? And I, you know, I hope that at the end of this, our audience has an understanding of, of this so well that they can almost view themselves as the user or customer. So I'd love to understand that. And then Obviously, you know, we're going to learn a lot about how you, how you started it and th just the whole nine yards. Well, um, Scott, I mean, let me start by this way, is that there are two billion shift workers in the world. And they're the target audience of deputy. If they're listening to your uh, podcast or if there are employers of shift workers, I hope they get a lot of value out of what we are going to talk about today. But um Look, I mean, the, the mission of Deputy is to simplify shift work. And there's about 2 billion shift workers, as I said, um, and, um, in the world. And most, most of us in, in life actually take the shift workers for granted. And, I mean, let me put it this way. You know, you woke up, you know, went out, say, for a coffee. The person who was serving you the coffee is a shift worker. You got on the bus or train to go somewhere. That's a shift worker who is driving that bus or train. You, um, you know, if you had to go to a hospital, okay, uh, the people in the hospital, the nurses, are quite often the doctors. They're shift workers. Okay, you're traveling in airline. The uh, the people who are working behind uh, the counters. Okay, they're shift workers. So the shift workers are everywhere. They're everywhere in the world. Yep. And for five thousand years of humanity, uh, where labor has existed, or you know, people have gotten paid for the work they have done, um, it's just been a mess. It's just been a mess in terms of like you know, how the shift workers have been um, kind of managed, how they have been paid, and what actually has happened as far as you know their innovation for them at work. When you look at the knowledge worker, the level of innovations we have had as far as uh, you know Slack, Zoom, <laughs> you name it. Okay, there's just no shortage uh, every single day. Yet there there is yet another startup trying to just make things better. But when it comes to ship workers, yeah, it just hasn't happened. And Deputy aims to change all of that. And our mission is to simplify ship work. And I'd like to define ship work. And hopefully by the end of this podcast, your audience gains more respect. Okay, they gain more respect for who ship workers are. I want to say one thing to you, because I think this is a really unique opportunity for a lot of people in the audience. We Surprisingly, we actually do have a decent amount of ship workers. And there's a reason for that. Um, one, my, one of my biggest advisors and, and investors in my companies is Eddie Lou who started shift gig. Ah. So we've been in that space for a while, at least as far as, you know, my knowledge of it through him. And then my business partner in Technori prior to, uh, exiting, uh, is Mike Rothman who created first was Kenny industrial services. And then it became, he began uh, SMS assist, which is half shift work, half contractor work. <laughs> And that company, you know, was over a billion dollars and was, you know, I don't know what, they're 23, 21 years old now. 
So, like, I've literally been surrounded by a couple of the people who are the very few who've actually focused on shift work. Now, granted, uh, there's a difference, and this is what I want to talk about with you, in deputy versus what they do, because they're, uh, while the businesses, when they started, were aimed, well, SMS was always aimed at more of a construction, maintenance, uh, anyone who works different shifts in uh, building maintenance, whether it's janitorial, whatever the case may be, uh, that's always been very niche. Shift gig opened up, as you probably know, like opened up to do a lot of things, and it really got kind of into, you know, the the restauranteur industries and and sort of the the service that we see every single day when we when we go through, you know, lunch and everything else like that. You know, one part of this story that's really fascinating. Little sidebar: right. I was just in Fort Lauderdale on vacation, and I remember I, I was commenting to my wife that all of the people at the airport. All the people that were working around the clock, 24-7, there is no time that they're not on, is the the underpinning of our entire society. And someone goes on a plane, the app doesn't work, American Airlines is a pain in the ass, whatever. They're complaining, but they're sitting in like a very, like, albeit not your preference on the tarmac, but you're sitting in like a, a fairly comfortable leather seat. Meanwhile, it was 100 degrees, and these people were running around like trying to fix the plane, trying to unload baggage, trying to move from one jet to another. Like it's crazy. And we're all sitting here complaining from like a very well air conditioned comfy <laughs> leather couch on an app on our phone. And it's just amazing to me that, that people don't realize that. And I think you saw it a little bit in COVID, but people don't realize if shift workers are disrupted, like your whole society yep. is the disrupted. Society will come to and that is why to me, this conversation, Absolutely. right? Like that's why this conversation is so important because I think people should be, to your point, should be investing and spending a lot more time yeah. on how we increase productivity and, and happiness and longevity of career. I mean, most of these people don't get to work nearly as, or they shouldn't work nearly as long as they do uh, because of the physical you know, burden that it takes and, and all that. So I'm, I'm excited to get into this Absolutely. whole thing with you. I just wanted to make sure you knew we, there's a, there's a, a moderate amount of, of understanding of this to, to have a good conversation. Well, we got video off. I've got a grin side to side in my face because that story just you said about getting stuck in Fort Lauderdale is actually the founding story of deputy almost. Okay. So you could not have paid me out Amazing. Um, any better. Uh, the way deputy came about, um, I is to work for my co-founder. His name is Steve Shelley. He, he and he used to own an aviation ground handling business. So exactly the people you saw who was running around in the tarmac. Yep. Uh, so most airlines actually don't employ those people. They are actually outsourced to a company called Aviation Ground Handling. And Aviation Ground Handling Company does everything other than flying and engineering. So my co-founder um, used to have a business here in Sydney, Australia, um, that will do that, like in all the airlines, um, will outsource to companies like um, um, himself to go and do all the aircraft handling. Anything other than flying and engineering is handled by them. And he started this business as a small business owner, just two people, him and his brother, in 1992. Ten years went past, okay, he grew the business to 200 people, and it really, really kind of... Um, took the life away from him. Like, and he didn't even see his kids grow up. And it's the toughest of all businesses. Okay? It's 24 hours. It's um, very unionized and militant. Okay? You know, it's, it's not easy. And you have to be really compliant. Uh, I mean, the joke uh, we had in aviation was it's 99% boredom, 1% sheer fear. Okay? 
Yep. Um, you know, I mean, things you can't get. I oh, totally can yeah, see you that. can't get things wrong. And uh, he he was running this business and for ten years he absolutely paid the price in terms of like you know never being home, never seeing his uh, you know kids grow up. I mean, I'll tell you this this is what used to happen. If somebody calls in sick, and this is before the world of COVID, okay, you know he would get that dreaded phone call said that someone's not coming to, coming to shift. He would have three options. Okay, number one, if it's a position you can let go, you know, it's, you know, I mean, you have enough cover, you will, you know, say, okay, all right, get better, we'll, we'll manage with what we have. Okay, we probably there is buffer uh, in, in there. Um, so that's number one. Okay, and sometimes you will be able to do that. Number two, if it's something that you can't let go, then you, yourself, whatever you are doing, you stop doing that to jump in to cover that role. I mean, uh, in, in his case, if the, the person who's supposed to push back the plane, like, you know, there is a pushback truck that pushes back the plane, it's a very highly skillful role. Uh, if, if it's something like that, then, well, well, you know what? Um, he was the only person, I believe, for a long time in the company licensed to push back a 727. He would have to jump in and do that. Um, and that means, like, you know, saying no to whatever other things he had on the day or family commitments. Number three option is taking out his Nokia 8820D. That's the phone that was so popular back then, if uh, your audience can remember. <laughs> okay, going through everybody in his address book, calling everyone, hoping someone's going to pick up the shift, uh, come in and save the day. And yes, there was always a gentleman who would be coming and saving the day. And one week, he ends up working 100 hours in the week and has an injury at work. True story, okay? So it was really, really messy. Not only that, okay, everything was pen and paper. Uh, somebody wrote down their timesheet, okay, that did not get paid correctly. P people are unhappy because they worked a lot but didn't get paid accurately and having to chase up uh, the payroll lady to ensure that, hey, you get your, um, um, you get the right paycheck. Someone in payroll is really, really busy. Uh, it doesn't happen. I mean, this the mess after mess after mess after mess was just... So crazy, okay? People would be working, finishing really late, and then get rostered to come and work uh, very early next morning. Uh, it was chaos. It was really chaos, and the amount of noise and mundane that exists in the business, it was really hard to just keep it running. Right after college, I got introduced to him. I came in, and I saw the challenges he was having in his business. And I'm like, hey, I think we can use technology to solve many of these things. So I actually kind of built many in-house solutions um, to how to get the scheduling right, how to track time properly, how to communicate with them. I mean, these employees, the hourly paid workers, they don't sit in front of computers, okay? They're on their phone. How would you communicate with them about shift changes or ensuring that they're getting paid accurately? Once we did all of the, uh, like, kind of put in many of these systems, over the next three years, we were able to scale the business 700%, Okay. It just took off. I mean, the day I walked into the business, there was about 10 people in the head office. Um, you know, they're not necessarily the revenue generating part of the business. We scaled the business to about 1,400 people. There was still only 10 people in, in, in the head office because so much of the challenges were automated. Um, I actually reached my goal with the business. I was about to um, uh, move on, and so it was like, hey, uh, all my other friends who are still small business employers, okay, they're running that one restaurant or that one hairdresser. They are asking, like, you know, how I have been able to build all this wealth, whereas they're still struggling. 
you know, they didn't necessarily have, um, you know, uh, uh, someone like you who helped them build the systems. And I'm, I'm talking 2003, 2004, around that time frame. This is well before the world of cloud, okay? Even Amazon Web Services didn't exist back then, okay? Or they started like in 2007. You know, SaaS or other things wasn't just that well-known back then. Um, I think Facebook just got, uh, started. So, yeah, I mean... The concept of being able to use the internet for software was very, very new. And um, anyway, we've been able to all these things. Why don't we do something with it? So I've been able to make an impact on one business owner's life and all the shift workers. Okay, there was about, as I said, close to 2,000 of them, um, uh, even uh, just just within my tenure, and how, how much their life has improved. A lot of people found a career in the industry that, um, in aviation that they, were, they didn't even think about. I mean, the net positive impact of simplifying the life of shift worker and, um, and their employer is a really great thing for the economy and the society and the world. What if we can do this for, what if I can do this for every other, uh, you know, Steve of the world? That's how and the journey of deputy started. And we call the company deputy because deputy is the second in charge. This product for uh, Steve, my co-founder, was his like you know, almost a software that looks after all of his business. He just have to like you know, uh, which where the business needs to go, and you know, software will just simplify and and take care of all the um, challenges that uh, comes with um, um, employing shift worker. So yeah, that's how that's how it started, and and so far more than three hundred and twenty thousand other business owners and managers in the world, their life has been impacted with millions and millions of shift workers. But we're only at 0.02% of where the company needs to be. It's a long way to go. <laughs> I mean, I want to talk about that and also in the tense of future and how, you know, I, we're obviously relying more on potentially robotics and automations and all kinds of different things. But I'm, I'm curious, you know, how do you, how do you scale this? I know how the business would scale, like the business itself, but like how do you scale into all the different industries and take the brand and get one customer, two customer, 500 people using it, 1,000, 10,000, 50,000, a million over the period of time. Because I, I guess the question would be like, were there other competitors who were coming and trying to do it? And if so, was the competitive advantage and the ability for you guys to get, to get people to use the platform faster because of the prior experience? Like how, how did that part work from, I took what I learned at this company, I built this, and now I'm going to get it in the hands of all the operators across, you know, globally. Like, how does that all, how did that part take off? I mean, we started in aviation, and um, actually the first customer we had was in hospitality, uh, like in a rest, uh, sorry, in a, in a bar um, kind of setting. Like, there, there's a very known, well-known bar group that started using deputy. They were our first customers. Um, and yeah, second customer was another bar group. Third customer was a pizza shop. Fourth customer was a Middle Eastern food food chain. Fifth customer was a hotel cleaning company. Okay, like uh, it, in the early days, it was a little bit word of mouth um, in there. But I mean, one thing I've I've realized, okay, for deputy, the thing that we have been really really fortunate with, and I've got a lot of stories uh, 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 to tell you actually how how, how this happens, is that. When you actually can build a good product, your users will turn into your salesperson. And, and that actually is true for deputy still to this date. 
And, um, and one thing that we have been very lucky about is that our user base is very transient. I mean, an hourly, uh, in our own data, we have seen a shift worker has an average tenure of only nine months. That's if they're like, you know, everything is going well. So they change job quite a lot. Right. And as they go into new, uh, new businesses, they will take deputy with them. I mean, even our first Irish customer, okay, we're a company that was founded here in Sydney, Australia. Our first Irish customer, still to this day is a customer, who used to be a backpacker here in Sydney, and they experienced deputy. When they went back home, opened their own cafe, they took deputy with them, okay? We've got customers in 100 different countries around the world. Uh, it's hard to imagine in this COVID world, okay, everything has changed, but I'm talking prior COVID. You know, people have changed, you know, taken, go yep. from one business to another business, they have taken deputy with them, okay? And, and they've taken deputy with them because we have really worked to ensure that it's the, the UX of the application, the experience of the application is as great and as seamless as it can be. And we still devote a whole lot of time and energy to just look at each of the problems. It's not about all the features we do, but it's the things we do, we do very well. That has been probably the biggest kind of driver for growth. And still, like when we even managed to, even though 70% of our customers were impacted during COVID, um, we still managed to go through COVID simply because of that inertia and motion. It makes total sense. I mean, the, the funny thing about, I don't know, funny is probably not the right word, but interesting part of this business is that it has the ability to scale with like exceptional compound when you think of the fact that if you land five customers and those customers over the next 10 years love your product and grow at the same pace even as you are or less so you could impact thousands and thousands hundreds of thousands of people at any given business particularly the industries that you're talking about you know a restaurant group that has you know whether it's europe or it's us or it's global like they're going to use the same the same software everywhere if it works so you have the ability to scale this pretty quickly from a user perspective or you know users on the platform uh based on a much smaller number of initial sales compared to like a, a d2c or even a b2b SaaS that's like marketing SaaS. like any main company like a million companies might use active campaign but they might only have three seats and so like the scale is not quite the same as where whereas in yours it's not like three people in the business have it everyone in the core part of the business is using it the the scary part the scary part of course is what you just described which is the ux which if it sucks or it's wonky or glitchy or just like is not adaptable to different businesses no one will use it no one will share it and you you won't have that scale so it's like we could spend all of our time building a sales org or we could spend all of our time making sure that the ux is absolutely fantastic and i think one advantage just hearing the story one advantage that you guys have above all else is that you were boots on the ground actually doing it running it, it like using before you had the tech actually doing the work that the tech was supposed to to solve for whereas i do think a lot of the startups particularly the younger founders that you know we were talking about at the beginning of the show that are working on things like zoom and and kind of fixing things for the the white collar worker they don't really have that much experience in it and so what they would build for a solve is highly unlikely to be compatible with the end user to the degree that yours is. Yeah, I mean, there's a great uh, saying by Jeff Bezos is that, you know, you don't choose your passion, your passion chooses you. 
there is a you know element of that. I mean, I, I did not. I mean, I'm a migrant here in Australia. Um, I did not even know the whole world of tech or things. And I can tell you, like, you know, when you had to write down that essay when you were in grade five, what do you want to be when you grow up? Being an entrepreneur or a tech entrepreneur was not something that I was writing down back then. But um, same, same. <laughs> no, but I mean, look, at the end of the day over here, I mean, it doesn't matter what industry you are on. And I always say this to anybody who you know, comes for advice about starting a business is that living a day in the shoes of your users and customers is worth a thousand customer interview okay um, so you know always do that and you have to love the problem you have to love the industry you're on you'll have to love and um, and love it so much that you know you'd, you'd be willing to go through poverty if you have to 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 solve that problem and make it a success that's kind of my story I mean I am fixated myself on solving this problem of shift work I mean I define shift worker somebody who who actually works a shift okay they're, they can be hourly paid worker or they might be salary, but they work shifts over here. It's not nine to five. They can be in any industry. And yeah, it's, there's just no shortage of um, shift workers in the world. But there's also a challenge. Everything in life is a blessing and a curse at the same time, um, Scott. Each industry works very differently. How, how the scheduling and the time tracking or the communication might work for a restaurant is much different than how it works in a hospital much different than how it works uh, in an airline business, much different than how it works in security, much different than how it works in retail or um, a home care business or a clinics. Okay, these are all our, we have about 70 different verticals that we operate in. And then on top of that, it works much differently as you go from one country to another country. It's much different from a small business than a large business. So it's not necessarily a really easy problem to, uh, um, easy problem to solve. And I tell you what, I actually had a customer that came in to see me. They've been a customer of Deputy for about eight years. Um, came in to see me in our office um, and now sitting down. And I was even learning things about how does uh, shift work work in the construction industry is like you know, a lot different than any of the other industries I actually was aware of. They have been using our product very successfully, but it was really interesting to see. So uh, I am still fascinated uh, to tell you how the businesses work, how the workplaces cultures work, and how different people use diff uh, deputy in a in, in lot of different ways. But we got a long way to go. We got a long way to go. Even though deputy has been going for about 14 years, every single day I wake up more energized and, uh, and super shared than I was the day before because it's just more validation, more validation every day in terms of uh, the impact we're having in the world. I mean, I would, I would argue aside from obviously what is clearly a, a, a great product and a great success story, like the fact that you're able to be motivated about solving something like that to the extent that 14 years in the making later, you're still excited about it is and I, honestly, I would probably categorize it more as obsessed rather than excited about. <laughs> um, but like that—that's why you're successful, and that's why everyone loves the product. Because I've—I've I've met plenty of founders, whether it's through business or through the podcast, where like I'm never the guy on the show to be like, "Oh, there's no chance that's going to work." Like I'm betting against you. Like I, I'm not that guy. I've—I've I've been there before, so I hate to be that person. But there are certainly people who come on, and I'm like. If I had to bet, if you asked me to invest in this, as great as the idea and huge the market is, I just can't because I don't see the energy, the obsession with solving a problem that you're displaying here. And I think, you know, maybe 
you know, even more so in your industry than, than many, many others, because it's so unique in that it's like a 2000 year old problem, but like the adaptability of technology and the way that everything else around the shift worker is changing, you have to be like 10 steps ahead in your office, but like 40 steps behind in your way of explaining and like how simple it is for the customer because, or the user, because like, to be honest, like most ship workers and you know, it's changing a little bit with technology. Everyone living on their phone is sort of bridging the gap a little, but for the most part, I would not say that a shift worker traditionally is a tech savvy, open to change, wanting to change the platforms they use on with any frequency, which, you know, I guess is a little bit of a moat for you, but, the reality is if it sucks, they're not going to use it. So you have a challenge that like you almost have to be inside their head to build for the problems that they experienced today and yesterday, but also what you see coming tomorrow, but still present the solution to them in a way that doesn't feel like they have to learn a new language. And like that is a balancing act that I don't think gets nearly enough attention. My parents in their seventies are ship workers and it, it feels my, um, heart with pride to find out that my mom the other day came into a job and she had to put in deputy and she's like um you know she was able to get almost 99 percent actually her bigger thing was knowing how to install an app in our android phone which she has never done so <laughs> after that i'm like it was a bit of a good of a, a good us research to see that okay okay she gets the rest of the part going but i mean it's a very rewarding thing i'll, I'll tell you a story um that probably can highlight the impact that it has on lives of shift workers this is a couple of years ago i one of our customers it's australia's number one gelato i always like talking about them called gelato messina if you're ever in sydney scott drop by gelato messina okay uh, they're really well well renowned um, and great gelato. So I'm, I'm there 10 o'clock on a uh, Thursday night buying gelato. My wife is there. My uh, 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 three-year-old um, is there. And I was wearing my deputy T-shirt. And the, the, the gentleman behind the counter asked, do I work for deputy? I'm like, yep, I work for deputy. My wife corrected who I am. Next thing I'm getting a staff discount on the gelato. And I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> uh, there's, a, there's a hack. <laughs> okay, but anyway, um, uh, so I asked the gentleman about the counter, hey, any feedback about deputy? Anything deputy can uh, do to better? And as more as so, look, you know, it's been the biggest change in my working career. I'm like, that's a big statement. Tell me more. How and why? It's, it's like, looking at in my past jobs, if I didn't want to work in a shift, okay, I'll tell the manager, hey, I want to go to a concert this weekend. Can I not come? And they're like, well, go find your own cover. And next thing is I'm, I'm picking up the phone, calling all these different people. I'm trading kidneys, okay, uh, to, uh, 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 to get my cover. I come back to the manager saying that, hey, I've got my cover. And the manager will, will go like, well, that person costs more than you. Sorry, can't do. And I've already down two kidneys in here. And <laughs> it's like, you know, when I came into uh, uh, this business, I mean, they had deputy. I don't even have to take a photo of my schedule on the wall or anything like that. You know, it's all in the app. And if I don't want to work on a particular day, I just tap on that shift and I go swap. Okay. Um, and I can see who is working on Sunday. And do I like working with the people on Sunday? No, I will go to next weekend or next day. And I find the person and it will only recommend the people that, you know, that business doesn't have to worry about. And and that can be so often, you know what, I'm in complete control of my life. And so is my ma manager uh, in terms of how they want to run the business. And he told me something that actually completely changed my viewpoint in the world about what deputy is about. 
I don't think I'll ever work for a business that doesn't have deputy. And Scott, I mean, I, I, that, that moment, that thing just, just ingrained in my mind so much. is like, and this is probably about year seven or eight of running deputy. Um, and I'm like, wow, I founded this business to help the business owner and the managers. But there you are, my biggest fan. You know, you didn't have any choice in choosing the software. You only use the software because your business is in it. it. But yet it makes such a big difference in your life that wherever you go, you'll always be a fan and advocate for, for deputy. I mean, we didn't need to, used to even measure NPS for shift workers. Okay, we only used to measure NPS for the manager and the business owner. Uh, after that, I came back to the team like, you know, hey, start measuring NPS for... And it came like in you know, a manager business owner NPS used to be 50. The NPS for shift workers came at 70. That's insane. That, that's the thing. I mean, I mean, that's when I realized the power of creating a, a solution that really works and really simple and you don't need help is so, so massive. So, um, you know, my advice to all entrepreneurs is like focus on your product and focus on your UX. And, and that's what actually has happened with Deputy. That wasn't a strategy. That was just we needed to do that <laughs> to get it right. But that's the side result of. And so, yes, you actually asked about competitors. There has been a lot of competitors of Deputy over the years. The one where we absolutely outshine is making sure we are making the difference in the, the target audience, the shift workers. I mean, it gets said all the time, and I think it, it's not even enough times like it, I think it's turned into just like a an ism that people say as opposed to like a meaningful statement but it's true like spending your time with your customer as customer zero as the owner as the manager as the director of any position within a company that you operate is the only way to truly stay ahead of the curve it's not it's not going to conferences it's not reading journals it's literally just being customer zero and the minute you step out of customer zero i, I think is where your businesses start to falter and it, it's another little trick that i've sort of learned in my own businesses is like uh, and i'm not suggesting this for you guys obviously but in general i think you're almost doing it by default um but you talked about the mps difference between a manager director um, and the actual user and the reality is selling into mid-level you know, quote unquote, the managers in any business, particularly this, but like also like a PEPM business where it's, you know, accounting software, whatever the case may be, like it's a really hard sale because you've got to get the people to bite and switch, you know, switch if they don't have, if they have a competitor, they got to switch. If they don't have anything, they're reluctant to try new things and train and all that. And then there's just the cost and adoption and et cetera, et cetera. And the reality is if you build a product that's fantastic for the end user, you get to go straight to the decision maker because the MPS of the end user sells the product itself. And it's not just unique to you. It's, it's every, every B2B software type business product business that I've ever seen. I think a lot of the early founders make the mistake of building to like the boss, if that makes sense, instead of building to the actual user. And then the sales pitch becomes exceedingly easier. Because the person who ultimately is the decider is going to go, well, we're going to have better retention, less money spent training, less, you know, less lost ops, more efficiency. And at the end of the day, whether the managers in charge want to do this today or not, they will love the result of it later. So we make the decision. And I, I think it's it's an understated trick that it seems like you guys use, whether it was on purpose or not, is almost irrelevant. But it, it seems to have worked really well for you. Yeah, yeah. Most important thing, as you said, understand your customer. 
No, a hundred percent. And you know, honestly, it's, I think some people might listen to this podcast and thinking of deputy and think, Oh, you know, I don't have anything to do with ship work. Like this is, this is a, a process and a strategy. I think that works in D to C it works in B to B it works in B to B to C like it works everywhere. Uh, just listen to your customers. Um, so you've, you've said at the beginning of this, you know, you're like 0.2% or whatever of where it needs to be. What over the next, you know, call it two to five years, other than just refining the product and, and making more verticals that, that are easy to use, which, you know, again, we're, I would go into the different verticals with you, but it, that's like a whole nother podcast for <laughs> hours long conversation about every single different nuance. Uh, so I'll, t- I'll take you at your word that it's, it's fairly significant lift to build a stack for each one of these things. Um, with the exception of adding new verticals and simply growing your market size, you know, what are some of the issues and things that you've got your eye open to that you're, you would like to see built and in full deployment uh, over the next two to five years that you think are, are important uh, for your current main user base that maybe they're not even thinking about? The biggest thing that has happened, I mean, you, you, you kind of mentioned this a little bit ago, the threat to um, deputy or shift work, the industry is actually not um, automation or robots or, you know, the, the Tesla human bot or anything like that. No, that's not the threat. Um, the threat actually has been and it's actually been a net negative for the world, in my opinion, is gig work, okay? Because, yep. I mean, if you have taken an Uber ride, I mean, if you ask the driver ever, what do you like about Uber? And I've taken more than 2,000 rides. Um, the answer, the number one answer is flexibility. Guess what the number two answer is? I, honestly, I have no idea. I've got a couple I would say, but I don't think... Actually, that's the, right, that's the right answer. There's nothing number two, because they, they struggle to say, what else do you like about Uber? Okay? They just don't, don't have anything. It's not that, hey, the pay is good. It's not that, hey, I'm actually growing as an individual. It's not that, hey, I'm part of a great team. It's not the part, fact that, hey, I've got a great manager who is developing me for my life. Um, a lot of people have gotten into this whole gig work over here, and, um, you know, it's kind of... I think it's just like a ruining society and the generation about growing people. You know, when you are in a, in a work, uh, I mean, I talked about Deputy's mission being um, simplifying shift work. Our vision is to actually create thriving workplaces in every community. Every community around the world will have thriving workplaces, and that's because these businesses have their shift work simplified because they are using Deputy. That's our uh, vision and a mission. Um, but the threat is over here is actually all the changes that have happened in the world because of, of gig work. I actually like to see that, hey, um, the, the flexibility people get for, by doing gig work is actually in their actual workplaces, okay, in terms of how somebody can have flexibility of employment in any business as opposed to just one business, but they're all still the part of that community. Every, every workplace you go to is a little community of their own. And, you know, have that community and the, the connection with their fellow human beings, connection with the manager, the business owner, being able to serve the customers and grow themselves and grow the business. Okay. And uh, there's just so much work to be done over here, Scott. Like, you know, we are literally reinventing ourselves. There's some basic core things of deputy that will always be there. But there's just so many new layers of things that we are adding on top of deputy that creates that connectivity. I mean, end of the day, Deputy is a, it's like an operating system for shift work, okay, or platform for shift work, 
we have laid quite a lot of the groundwork as far as like you know, how the scheduling will work or how the time tracking will work. But now we are just adding things, layers after layers of more, let's not call it features, like more like apps that sits on iOS that's actually enabling further more meaningful interaction and opportunity for shift workers as well as business owners. Okay. Uh, I won't go into uh, uh, sharing too much trade secret, uh, secret over here, but um, I mean, full credit to Uber and others who have created this whole gig work economy, but I actually see this being a net negative for the world, okay, especially for the workers in that, in that world. It's a positive thing for the customer, but it's a net negative for the shift workers and the employers who employ people. I want to see a world where people actually get that same level of flexibility without having to sacrifice on the growth and the community aspect. You made a very strong point that the gig economy piece, while it might be convenient for many of the customers, it is not uh, necessarily a net positive. In fact, you go so far as to say it's a net negative. And I completely agree with you because as a person who grew up in a household where my father worked his way up from literally on the line all the way up to management and the whole nine yards, like, like I had experience, my family, like everyone has been in a position where they've gotten to learn from someone next to them. And it's, it's not only an ability to advance your career, but it's also a, almost a way to challenge yourself to become better, to improve your skill set, to feel a sense of, of growth internally and value of that growth and see other people around you thrive. And there's a competitive nature. There's all these things. In the gig economy, it's just you, an app, and your car, or your bike, or whatever you're doing. And I feel like we've lost this, like, what I think is a really important fabric of the, uh, the, the working people is the, like, the sense of community, the sense of needing to improve yourself, the sense of feeling that you see growth within yourself. And I, I just completely agree with you that that gig piece is, is a problem and that and like, I, I think there should be more people who are getting put in a position for, if not shift working, it's, it's technical working, like being involved in something that, that requires growth. And, and I love the idea and, and I think it's obviously completely brilliant that you guys as a company at deputy look at this in a way where it's like, we want to try to foster that engagement as best as possible. Everything in life is a blessing and a curse over here. There's a lot of great things that has happened because of gig work, but there's also quite a lot of net negative that will be happening um, in the world. But I believe at the same time, end of the day, what matters is the value customers will get, like end users, the consumers will get. But at the very same time, like, you know, don't sacrifice the, um, the worker over here and their career um, uh, because of how this is getting, uh, how the service is getting delivered. And I, I actually see a world where, you know, everyone can be, everyone can win. Everyone can win. The platform, the shift worker, the worker, the consumer, the business owner. So um, that is something that, you know, we, we are really, really excited about, you know, how we will go transform um, in, in, in that world. So um, if anything, there's just so much. And Deputy as a company, we are actually becoming multi-product at the moment. It's not just the workforce management, the scheduling and the time tracking and paying people that we have been doing that, you know, we'll continue doing. There's, we have rolled out or onboard people using Deputy. That's a new product that we have launched. We've launched how to manage shift engagement. Um, it's almost like a culture ramp for shift workers over here. That's something that we launched a couple of months ago. And there's just so much more in the pipeline. Um, there's not enough hours in the day to, to build 
all these great ideas to reality and make an impact on the lives of 2 billion people. It's an incredible story. I cannot wait to see how it continues. And, and honestly, it's, it, we need more people like you who are doing this and we need more people who are paying attention to the shift because it literally is the underpinning of all of the things that go on in our society. And it, for whatever reason has, I mean, it's probably been ignored because of how complicated it is, but it's amazing to see what you've grown and, and congrats on all that success. Um, wrapping things up here, where, where should people go to learn more about it? Where do businesses go to get in touch with you? How does engaging with you work? It's very simple. Just go to deputy.com, D-E-P-U-T-Y.com. And you can sign up for a trial. You can read quite a lot of the uh, uh, you know, case studies, learn about our product. And if you know any shift worker out there, okay, or managers of shift worker, you know, either tell them to go to the website or you know, uh, look us up in the um, uh, you know iOS uh, App Store or the Google Play Store, and you know you can even start the journey um, in theirs. And I, I'd look forward to speaking with you. If you if you're a shift worker or you employ shift worker, I'm your guy. Could could not agree more. After 40 minutes of talking to you, it's it is the most certain thing that I know now. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time to talk. Great, Scott. And hey, uh, we got there. You know, in in, in this world, uh, one thing I've realized is to be high agency. And high agencies wouldn't doesn't matter how difficult it gets out there. You persevere. You make it happen. You complete the mission. And we've done it. Thank you. Mike. We we proved it on this episode. I appreciate your patience and all this. And uh, and hopefully uh, we'll be able to stitch everything together perfectly fine. All good. Have a great day. Thank you so much. Appreciate it and appreciate your patience. If you're interested in self-directed investing from startups to crypto and public markets, my Substack is a great way to learn how professional investors screen, review, and pull the trigger on deals. Join the largest community of micro-investors and startup founders on Substack by going to katoon.com.